23 years old multi-millionaire is out here wilding like he's a 16-year-old from the Bronx. <laughs> Yo, word. That is the best way to fucking put it. He is uh, drill rapping. Well, he's not drill rapping, but his videos online, it looks like a ra- regular drill rapper. He's holding little pistols in the club. My, when I say little pistols, I really mean a little, little pistol. Conspiracy Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. My name's Maxwell. As per usual, I'm joined by my partner, Castro, and this is Conspiracy Podcast. What up? You're, what's good, peoples? How y'all doing? And if you're new to this or if you are a diehard fan that's missed the message, make sure to check out for all videos, uncut episodes, extended episodes, and uh, a bunch of like little mini things that we do. Check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash conspiracypodcast. Yo, you know how you show your age every time you say www? Yo, you know that's crazy. I feel that way. Uh, like, And I, it started off as me saying it like sarcastically to be funny, but I oftenly say the Facebook, and I know that that's like a very dated way. So I, like, I know only old people say it. And it also started off as a joke. You remember that episode of the Boondocks where he's like, put me on the MyPod. I want to go on the iSpace. Like, I, I remember hearing that and thinking, that's hilarious, but now I've become that guy. Yeah, every time you say it, le- well, I think you only said it, like, twice in the last episode and now this episode, but w- yeah. W- I'm like, www, who the hell says this? You're 50 years old or something? And what's crazy is that you're younger than me. Yeah, but I've, been, I've never been, like, a computer internet person. That's just, like, not how I am. Like, same thing, like, video games, like, once in a while, but nah, that's just not who I am. I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't. Like, I have no clue, like, how that just escaped me. I always kept being, like nerd shit like growing up everyone was like oh computers this computer that like i met boys that were like into computers and into tech one of the dudes i work with can fucking read programming like it's part of the fucking matrix and it's like i look at that and i'm like oh dork i'm gonna get mad at him and shit stop telling people you're doing computer stuff fucking loser but anyway what's up with you <laughs> shit man you know have a had a bad car week we had one uh two weeks ago yeah yeah we are just taking oh, car l's i had a bad car week my tire blew up um, yeah, on my way to the tire place, because I saw my tire had a titty, and, um... That's your car coming back around now with a busted tire. It's the feds outside. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know if y'all hear that noise, it's, if it's getting picked up on the mic, but it's like the feds is outside. Definitely is. That or like a gang of velociraptors. But, um, yeah, I saw my, I went to, I was going to work, I saw my car had a, I saw my tire had a titty. So, so I, I was driving right down the block. To the tire repair place, get a new tire, and it popped before I even got there. Then when I get there, they don't even have the tire I need for my car. They was gonna give me a donut, and I want a fucking donut. So I had to wait till another place opens. Three hours later, I had to call out of work and get my tire replaced. Which then I saw that another one of my tires was about to go, had to replace that. And in replacing that, I looked at my brakes and see that my brakes were shot. So I had to replace those. So yeah, it was just a bad uh, car week. And now, yesterday I'm driving home from the barbershop and the brakes that they just installed are squeaking. So now I gotta go take it back to go see what the fuck they did because why am I brand new brakes squeaking? It makes no sense, but yeah. That, that, that's been my week. Shout out to Jordan from Smackwitch for pushing that evil upon you. Yeah, no, he did. He did <laughs> come here and talk about how last time he came to visit me, he caught a flat on his bike. And uh, 
he put that flat in the air and I caught one. Yeah, no, that was definitely karmatic synergy. He said that, and the next day when you texted me, I was like, damn, that was fast turnaround. Uh, talking about Smackwitch, uh, look look for it. Uh, we have the interview with Smackwitch, with Jordan, with CB, with Pop Picks, and um, that's coming out soon. We're getting that professionally done. Make sure it sounds good for y'all. And um, so just stay tuned. Look for that. It's going to come out. It's a good interview, informative. Y'all going to really like that one. Dude, I'm so excited for that to come out, to be honest with you. Like, I've been trying to avoid talking about it, and I feel shitty that I'll start conversations about it and then realize, like, oh, no, I can't say anything yet. Like, it, it sucks because it was. It was out of any kind of interview or just, like, guest art, because it was an interview in the sense of that we were looking to kind of get into the minds of the Smack Witch movement, but it was also just, like, a chill-ass experience. Like, I love it when you could just sit down with people and just have a conversation. It doesn't seem like anything forced. Like, bro, I learned shit in that conversation. We solved, like, hood mysteries and shit. That was, like, such a great fucking episode. And I don't mean to keep gassing because it's not out yet, but please, when it does drop, check it out. And also, if you're in the Midtown area in, or the Chelsea area. It's, yeah, it's the Chelsea area. The Chelsea area. Because it is with that Chelsea Ali market. Yeah, if you were in Chelsea and you need to try out something that will blow your mind, go ahead and try out a Smackwitch. I'm not going to get into the finer details, the episode of it, but damn it, it is completely worth it. Definitely, definitely. Also, they give back to the community a lot, and you know what? That's what we're about here, man. So I'll support that. And um, from the from Jordan's mouth, if you go to Smackwitch and prove that you're a Patreon uh, subscriber to Conspiracy's podcast, you get ten percent off on your Smackwitch sandwich. So Word. either way, even if you even if you don't want uh, a Smackwitch, you still get one. Ten percent off. Ten percent off, and try it out. It's good. I promise you, it'll change your fucking life. It definitely will. Um, I'm, like, super excited to head down there at some point this week. That was the game plan before Car started acting shitty. I definitely wanted to go there and do, like, a little, uh, like, something in the mix. But I haven't had a chance. Maybe, like, Monday. Maybe Monday or Wednesday would definitely pop down there. Shit. But, yeah, oh, that was over the weekend. That same weekend, um, I went to the A Boogie concert. Hey. It was good. He took uh, Nene uh, to his first concert. That was lit. You know, first, uh, his first concert with his first, uh, with his favorite artist. So, he was like, a f- he, at first when we went there, he was trying to be cool. Nah, he's the definition of cool. I love when he acts and like that when he gets to Darius does the same thing. And man. then, so as soon as the artists <laughs> start coming out, he, he, start, yeah, he starts he, to bug. Yeah. He starts, you know, he's starting to recite all the lyrics and, you know, and it's funny because me and his mom is there and we're like, who's that? Because, you know, there was some Yo. openers that we didn't know, you know. I, I stay in tune with the music, but not to know every Tom, Dick, and Harry, you know what I mean? So um, there were some people I really didn't know who it was, and but you know he knew who they was, and you know it was cool to see him there. But um, that brought me to actually I wanted to ask you a question. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not on our topic list, but uh, it just you know just talking about it just dawned on me. When uh before that, when was the last time you went to a concert? Me? Yes. I went to a fucking rock concert my brother tank's big on concerts bro that's like oh yeah he's huge on on concerts like so when i'm telling you every different concert you can imagine like tank is the man to talk to about it and anytime i go to a concert generally it's with tank the last one i went to shit i don't even remember i think it was like uh pre-pandemic maybe i don't know but for my birthday one year i don't remember what year it was but it was honestly one of the best birthday gifts ever him my wife were like competing for best birthday gifts because i hate my birthday and i don't generally like gifts there's two things that are just who I am. But uh, Tank got me tickets to go see the Gorillas, which is one of my favorite bands, in Barclays Center. And if you know who the Gorillas are, they're like a uh, old-school rock and fusion band. 
they do rap, rock, like soul, like it, it's there, our fucking musical town, and it's all cartoons. So like their music video is cartoons. So the concert was basically one giant cartoon with like live band, man, live like soul um singing group, like a gospel singing group. Oh dude, it was sick. Right. Sick, sick, sick. But uh all right, so now I ask you that to ask you this. Have you ever noticed concert attire? Yeah, concert attire and concert behavior is something I generally notice because it's the reason why I don't like to go to a majority of concerts. Do you not notice that most women in, at concerts dress in, like, their best outfit in hopes, like, that the artist is going to see them and, like, bring them backstage? Yeah, keep it a buck. I, I, and, but, hold on. Be, be, I noticed this when I went to the Spanish concerts and the freestyle concerts because it's the older ladies and you could tell the difference between how they dress. You could tell who's the doña mm-hmm. and who's, you know, yeah. the, just the regular, regular, just regular, there. just there to have fun and enjoy themselves, they enjoy you know? the top ten, yeah. You know, they're, they're there in their 5411s and the doña's there in, uh, you know, some, some stilettos. Fucking mini dress and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She can't hardly walk. You can see her varicose veins. You know what I mean? Yeah, Stevie's gone wild, bro. That That's what the, you go to. Any, uh, what's gay? First of all, Romeo Santos makes everyone like Romeo. I've seen, I've seen Viejas like 54 plus in the maxi dresses, dawn to the face as if they were going to get plucked out the crowd and fed a rose. Like, I see that often, and it's usually with a lot of like the, the Spanish artists or the freestyle artists. Someone wants TKA to kiss them on the mouth, they want all three people just lined up, mwah, mwah, mwah. they dress like that. So, let me be first by saying. My woman will attend any concert we go to in sweatpants. Fuck does she think she is? <laughs> All right? That's wild. Nah. If I, come out. If your wife spends more time getting ready for the concert than, like, a family dinner or a party that we're going to for the homies, I'm going to get pissed. Like, I would feel a certain type Nah, of my wife better spend more time getting ready for the concert than for a family dinner or to chill with the homies. Who the fuck? Why is she trying to impress my homies? Let's, we going outside. Everybody going to see us. Dress to impress. What are you talking about? Sweatpants on sweatpants. Nah, I like when me and my lady dress up and go out, but like the idea that she's doing it to hopefully have her moment where she's plucked out the crowd, whispered something nasty by someone with an accent that makes her feel dangerous but safe at the same time. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. You sit but, your ass at home. We got kids and bills. Fuck but, that. But just, I see that because like I said, I was there and at this A Boogie concert, the first thing that surprised me the most was... It was like 75% white people. Now, I told you that, though. Statistically speaking, and I actually looked this up after we had that conversation, like just to make sure that my numbers are right, most hip-hop concerts are generally white people. Yeah. So, like I said, they were all, all white people, right? Almost, like I said, 75% white people in all ages. Well, not even all ages. It was mostly, uh, I would say, 24 and under. 24 to 6, 15, let's say, right? You know, people, the younger kids are there with their parents. You know, I was there with Nene. And um, I'm looking at this, and even the little teeny boppers were there in their sluttiest best. And it was crazy. I'm just watching, like, and then it made me think to the days of teen nights. And because I used to, you know, promote for teen nights. And the days that I had artists there, the girls will come in as little clothes as possible compared to the regular teen night days. You know what I mean? 
So I just, it's like the mindset. I want to know. We na- na- when we have a woman on the sh- uh, on the show, we gotta ask her because I really want to know the mindset and the thought process behind a woman getting dressed to go to a concert. If because you, uh, if you're not in the first ten rows, you're not getting plucked out by homie. You know what I mean? So you being on in in section two hundred, row nineteen. You're not getting plucked out. There's no reason. You can wear the sweatpants if you like to. But, you know, I like I said, I suggest you, you know, anytime you go outside, you dress to impress. But, listen, there's no, like, the theory and the thought process behind that, I really want to know. If you're a female fan of ours, before we can actually have someone on here to like country, and you want to leave comments or you want to DM us or send us messages to the IG page, like, I re- we're big with fan engagement. We put up polls every week, and this is something I would like to know. Is there a specific thought process? That goes into that idea. Are you showing out the way that my wife and Castro and his show out? Like it's like you're looking good for each other, and that's the reason you're going out. And it's like you know whatever the event, or is it that some part of you has that Disney esque fantasy of the spotlight finding you in row one sixteen subsection C, and it just being you, and then security comes and they walk you to the front and you sit on the stage and you're serenaded. Is that the idea behind it? Because that is a very good argument. I don't dress for finesse. I dress up in my finest football attire when we tailgate. Hopefully, someone will throw me a pass. Everyone's got to have a dream, is what I'm saying. You know, well, like while we buy the top of the top tickets, even though we never sit there. But till this day, I think about that. I think about I've been how we to the never. Top. No, oh, I thought you meant mm-hmm. like how we buy tickets and never sit in the seats that we buy. Well, duh, ten dollar tickets to let you sit anywhere you want. Same <laughs> thing when we do the Yankee game, when we get the standing room only ticket. Those are my favorite. We get free beers because balls fly that way and people are drunk all the time. It's a great section to be in. But no, I think about like the fact that we really at one point were like so fucked up that we were like, yo, let's see where these seats actually are. And we were the top row in the center of MetLife. It looked like we were playing Madden on a bad screen. You know, like it was like Madden 97. It did look like Madden 97. <laughs> it was 97. on a Sega. <laughs> you know the uh, the old barcade football games? Like, you know, the old, I, I mean, I called it barcade. The old arcade video games, like the old football. Like, yeah, that's the noise that would make. That's what it looked like. And I also became like, Instantly nauseated by it because I was like, oh, oh, we're too far. Like, let's go down. And you don't even drink. Was, That's what I'm saying. Was that, that the was, game that we played shot down? That was the game that we played shot. That, that was a great game for several reasons. One, that was the game that you guys played shot down, but had the fucking audacity to look at me weird when I lit up a joint in the middle of the crowd. Like, everyone was like, what are you doing, you asshole? Because As everyone's drunk at a football game. Not no, Hardly anyone is smoking. That is the most uninclusive. And we're not thing. in our seats, okay. so you're drawing attention to us. I'm drawing. It. Okay, so let's let's rewind this because this is a good story. The reason that this game in particular is important and, and should go down as a history bearing moment is because this was the day that they retired Eli Manning's jersey. That's what was the big thing about this game. Yeah, our day started off with us getting completely wasted in the parking lot, tailgating as usual, climbing up to the very mountainous top of the stadium to see our seats, to then get sick, to then just start perusing around the stadium during the first quarter, cheering on when we were winning, big old arguments here and there because we kept losing people, stop for smoking. You guys completely lost me at one point. I was by myself for like a good 20 minutes. That's because you wandered off to go smoke. And no one cared to even look. You guys just kept going. It's fucked up. You was with, you didn't say nothing. You just did the, oh, oh, I see a section, and you just did a little ninja bomb and disappeared. It wasn't our fault. And listen, if six people all together and one person just decides to 
squander off on his own and we look and he's not there that's not our fault it's your fault you're supposed to say yo i'm going this way just a simple yeah yo i'm more than confident i something. said yo i'm going to smoke does anyone care to join me we were all no going one to said smoke, anything but we were, you guys just kept, kept moving we were all going to smoke though we were just looking for a section to go smoke but i found the section nah you, you didn't find us and you you found a small little cut i found a, I found a staircase a, a cubby yeah <laughs> We were going to the real smoking section. That's how you know. I'll be, that's when you know I'm boomied up. Because when I'm boomied up, the world is just super safe. But uh, I say that to say then we start making our way down. Now, tanking myself while you guys were ordering more drinks, found a way to get into the uh, home side section right behind the goalpost. Like that was, that's what was the beauty of that was. And the way that, that worked in such a beautiful way is, as you so oftenly quote it, white privilege. Yes, now, definitely. yo, 100% white privilege. And listen, I am never the type of person that doesn't acknowledge it. When I know that there's a way for me to to get in because other people have that mindset, I'll take advantage of it. It'd be stupid not to. That's why I'm always the first person to say, well, I was when I was younger, the first person to be like, yo, let me hold the work. People are fucking rude out here. <laughs> let me hold the work. Let me hold X, Y, Z because, one, I know how to conduct myself. Two, I have more of a patent capability to blend in. Yo. Fuck this car outside. <laughs> anyway, so the funnier shit was we see these this entire, like, row right up against the banister that's just open. It's one row up from the banister, entire row that's just open. So me and Tank were like, yo, there's about six of us. Like, that's a good fit. So we walk over to security. I look at the woman down there. I wave. She then gets up and waves back. I go, those are my seats. Security goes, go ahead, bro, and just lets me rock. Me and Tank are like, yay, because it worked. Because the woman didn't even acknowledge, even when we got down there, the woman didn't even acknowledge why she waved at us. She just did. So I was like, white privilege. Then the riffraff came. And the riffraff was you guys. All right? Especially Pesos, the gang leader. No, just because you guys are boring and don't drink anymore doesn't mean we're the riffraff. You guys are, are just go there to just literally watch the game. The whole point of going to a football game is to get drunk and watch the game. If you're not going there to get drunk and watch the game, you might as well watch it from home. First off, sir, I go there because I believe in team camaraderie, and it's a tradition. It secondly, is a tradition. When you, we started when you were drinking. Secondly, I do a fair amount of drugs, and I also have no shame saying that. So there is not a time in public. Because here's the thing. You know for a fact that I have to be fucked up because I don't like public places. I yeah, don't like groups Yeah, but your, your fucked up is still quiet. Like, drug is loud. Oh, yeah, no, I'm having a good old time being silent, smoking my joint, looking at the 11-year-old kid going, fuck off. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't have any of this, Billy. Like, I was chilling. So needless to say, you riffraff come down there, and I'm thinking it's going rough. I'm thinking that the people around us are definitely like the Manning family. We're about to watch the shit go down, and they're getting pissed off. And what happens? You and Pesos rally the troops. And that wasn't me. It was Pesos in this video footage of this. Rally the troops. All right, Get everyone him. hyped. He <laughs> was he was the crowd uh, cheerleader. The crowd. Uh, we. Uh, I don't even know what the, the exciter. He was the MC, the master of ceremonies. He really was because the two guys in front of us, I thought wanted to fight, and within two seconds they were doing shots. The older woman next to us, I thought was like, oh, this bitch knows the jig is up, especially after the whole joint shit. She's gonna fucking call security. What happens? Pesos is pouring her shots in her mouth, and everyone's cheering. We got to see Eli Manning's jersey retired, and it was a great moment. And the best part was, on the way out, 
you tried fighting a Jets fan. <laughs> no reason at all. It was a reason. He was trying to cut us off. It was a line in a car works like a zipper. It only works if every car goes zip, zip, or it gets stuck. Yeah, and he tried to unzip the zipper. Nah, I think that it was fair game. Either way, what I know is that the door was open, and I was yelling at you, hey, man, you know, don't do that. Yo, pesos, grab him. And that motherfucker was so sleeping that it looked like he was going to fall out the car before you could get out. Then we had that little kerfuffle, and we went about our day. It was a great day. It was. Yeah. You know. But I dressed appropriately the whole time. You wear a little bit of gear, hoping that Eli would have looked up in the crowd, seen me trying to be just cool, calm, and collective while everyone else was rowdy, and I'm just looking at him like, you know, I salute that man. All right? You brought home gold. and You are the dragon slayer. There, there's going to be psalms written about him in NFL history. No, and there's not. But uh, <laughs> not dogs. He 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 slayed Brady at his top. Yeah, but they're not gonna be songs written about him. But who know who there is gonna be songs written about? Tom Coughlin, John Morant. I'm, yo, I'm waiting ja- for a John Morant track to drop. Jawick, Jaw Warrant. Ja is wilding out here in these streets. If y'all don't know, if y'all haven't been paying attention to any sports news, if you're not a sports uh person. Uh, let us inform you real quick. John Morant from the Memphis Grizzlies, 23 years old, multi-millionaire, is out here wilding like he's a 16-year-old from the Bronx. <laughs> Yo, word. That is the best way to fucking put it. He is uh, drill rapping. Well, he's not drill rapping, but his videos online, it looks like a ra- regular drill rapper. He's holding little pistols in the club. My, when I say little pistols, I really mean a little, little pistol. pistol. It would look like a Dillinger. Like, it had, like, maybe two and a half shots in there. Can we talk about that? Because that, that's the part that really irked me about. He's a big dude to be have that little gun. It, like, your finger, his finger doesn't fit in the hole. Pause. Mr. Morant, as a weapons enthusiast, as a semi-aficionado in pistols, the size of the gun you should carry on you should be somewhat resemble of your thing. You are a big fellow. I am five I am five seven five eight on a good day, and I am a Glock twenty six guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's compact, but it's thick for the huskier gentleman. You know what I'm saying? A little thing for the thumb. So I understand the fact that you're walking around with a Walter PPK like you're James fucking Bond is mind blowing to me. What are you doing with that, bro? He is wilding. He's a hundred percent wilding. He beat up all. He well, he didn't beat up. He threatened to beat up and pull out an. I don't know if it was that same little ratchet, but he pulled out a ratchet on a 17-year-old. <laughs> 17-year-olds nowadays are wild, though. His, his, <laughs> his mom called him down to the footlocker not too long ago because they were fucking with her at the footlocker, and he came down there with the ratchet. Listen, man. John that's Morant, mama, though. Come on, that's mama. Hold yeah, up. Yeah, no, no. You, send, he, you are too rich, bro. You don't, you don't go down there yourself. You, make, you could go down there yourself. You wait in the car. You send your goons. That's what you're rich for, bro. You got people to do things like that for you. You don't do these things. I anymore. don't know anything about him because there's a lot of people who like, um, because you know, of course, once it becomes an internet story, people start doing their own sleuthing. But people are trying to say that like he's not about that life. That there's well, listen, some sort of portrayal. Mechanism. I, I don't know, I don't know anything about him. I don't know. I don't know him personally. Like, please know what I'm about to say. You know, pref- doesn't really preference someone personally. Yeah, of course. Because don't know. I know plenty of. People that went to college that allegedly may have bodies. Mm-hmm. So plenty going having <laughs> having you know education does not mean you're not hood. And but honestly, surprising amount. Yeah, of well bachelor educated murderers that I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So, <laughs> I had to preface what I'm about to say with that. From what I've heard of him, he has always had, we grew up in a nice home. Both parents yeah. went to a nice school. Uh, you know, he's always been involved in sports. So, you know, when you're involved in sports all your whole life, it's sports. It's sports. You know what I mean? You don't have time to be out here in the street. So, in in that, I also, like you said, we know, I know basketball players that, you know, play for college, went to the NBA, that when they were outside when they were younger. Mm-hmm. So, they could, like I said, I don't know him personally, so I'm not going to say he's not that type of guy. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. at this point in his life, he should not want to be this type of guy. Of course not, yeah. You are a 23-year-old multi-millionaire with a Nike and NBA contract. Max, super max NBA contract at that, bro. Like, you are wildin'. He's one of those people who I felt like when you reach that level, like, and you need to find something to do it, that's, that's when you got to take on, like, weird hobbies. Like, yo, you like guns? Get into hunting. Like, all jokes aside, like, there's plenty he, of overpopulation. He's from Memphis. I don't see why he would not. Like, he, that's not something, like. That's grocery far, store shopping for him? <laughs> yeah, that's not far-fetched from him. for him, you know what I mean? That he's from Memphis. I'm pretty sure plenty of people in Memphis hunt. Okay, also answer me this. This is another Max Sucks at Geography question. Where is Memphis? Tennessee, right? Yes. Where is Tennessee? See, Tennessee, I thought it was on the East Coast. It, Tennessee is, like, I guess we could say Midwest or Mideast, whatever, whichever Yo, one you want to say. We have coined Mideast, by the way. Someone who shout out to you who hit me up and told me that Mideast isn't a term. We've coined the Mideast. So are we declaring this another part of the Mideast? Yeah, we're going to say it is Mideast. Mideast. This is like west of Ohio or yeah, east we of gonna, Ohio. We're going to claim, claim Memphis just because Jaws out there while in Also, Memphis is hood, though. But that's yeah, the yeah, thing. Memphis, Memphis is, is hood. So, like I said, I don't know that if. Yeah, yeah, I was like, was outside. Imagine that was like the, just the cover story that they sold to like get him into college and stuff. They're like, we come from the truthfully at home, like, yeah, he's got two parents and yeah, oh, they're middle class and they work hard, but he definitely had to trap. I know? heard, I heard the story of how he got into college. Uh, he was playing in a in the school he played at. He wasn't in the main team, mm-hmm. so there was two games being played in gym, one in gym A, one in gym B. A scout went to go see a player in gym A, mm-hmm. and ended up. Walking by Jim B with the doors open and saw Ja killing. Oh, swear. And that's how, and then approached oh, Ja dope, then. Man. Look at that. Look so at he that. wasn't even like the main prospect. Yeah. But, you know, maybe he was always going to make it to the NBA. I yeah. don't know. You know. Like I said, I don't know anything really of him. But I didn't watch him, you know, play when he was yeah, younger. That situation is serendipitous. Though. Yeah. Okay, which is another reason why, like, all right, I'm a big fan of if the universe offers you a window. Don't take that for granted. When when certain things have, like there's certain shit you could fuck around with and there's certain shit you shouldn't. And I feel like when just like when you were asking me about the whole cop shit, like, oh, how come you're not gonna run on the suspended L, like whatever. I was like, because the dude looked me out and didn't lock me up right then and there, I wanted to pay that for because that's the universe looking out. If you're telling me that you got discovered like on some like three years from now, if you don't catch a body or fucking, you know, a charge, like when Disney makes a movie about that. That is a very serendipitous, like, yo, the universe got involved, bro. The door was open, and he just saw you killing. Like, don't throw that away, bro. Now, like, what, There's no image portrayal worth that. What I feel like this is doing for him now, even if right now he calms down and he no longer ever is, is, you know, on camera with a gun or has any type of altercation, now let's say, God forbid, you know, somebody ends up getting killed. Yeah. And that's somebody that kills somebody gets caught and say that John Morant sends them. They're going to look at it as plausible because they're going to look at his prior past history and be like, oh, he could have done it. He calmed down. Maybe he smartened up and now is just paying people to do shit. Rico. 
So you could believe that thought with Ja Moran in a hypothetical, unfortunate future situation, but in no way acknowledge it when it comes to the current Drake situation? Um, It's going down right now with YSL and Young Thug. Drake. Young Thug was used to be on camera with everything. He stopped doing all of that. And he was still sending. Smartened up. Yeah. He was. He smartened up. up visually, but behind behind closed doors, allegedly he was still doing all those things. So and ended up getting caught up because he already had the eye of the boys. Mind you, here's a funny thing about that too. Just like not not nothing long diatribe on, but just a funny way that I think I didn't have an opinion on that. You know me. I live my life very apathetically. I don't care about much. I didn't have an opinion on that situation until I see how many people turned on him, and I was like. Nah, bro. This guy's the good guy. Oh, he's definitely not the, the good guy. He's is. stupid, bro. This guy's the good Nah, bro. When everyone turns on you like that and you just stand and tall like everything's going to be okay and then trying to <laughs> trying to get drugs in the courtroom, god damn it, I got no hope but to cheer for you, bro. Nah, he, he, was, he was, you know, listen, that was, that's another young, young I don't know dude anything about it. <laughs> that was there. He already, you know, he, he found your way out. Just, listen, for anybody, you know, in whatever fields you're in. Yeah. If you find your way out of the streets, stay your ass up out them streets. Stay on the sidewalk after you get out them streets. Man, them streets is dangerous, and it's not for everybody. Where it does, and that's a major reason of why and if I'm you very make proud it out, of us. And if you make it out, you stay out, bro. Like, listen, them, like they always told you when you was always growing up, and the saying that's forever going to be coined is the streets only leave you in two places, in jail or dead. Mm -hmm. If you make it out, stay out. Stay out. Fuck that. Know? And but and with Ja, I feel like he, like I said, I don't know him. I feel like he was never really in. So what I feel like what he's doing now is since he had, when you grow up basketball, everything is basketball. He is now in the position where he can probably act on how, how he wanted to act as a youngin. That is a very big theory. That's actually, that, that's the most understandable theory that it, I keep it, hearing. That he's making up for lost time. And yeah, I said, I, I don't That know. makes sense, bro. He's a, he's. Now, once again, I said he was a mil 23-year-old millionaire. Bro, if you gave me millions when I was 23 yeah. and Instagram was out, I'd probably be doing stupid shit like that too, bro. I'd be dead in two weeks. You, you probably, <laughs> listen. I'd be dead in two weeks with hookers on a jet ski in some place where jet skis don't belong. You'd be the next Ray Liotta. <laughs> Yo, me doing cocaine we find with you a bunch of fools. Yeah, we got to ship you back from DR. <laughs> And got to call a bunch of hookers to ship you. Nah, I'm going someplace super jungle. You're going to find me in, like, the middle of Bolivia with the rawest of raw with me and two OD tigers and a bunch of hookers at 23. Oh, my God. Covered yeah. in chicken grease. It's not even going to be like I OD'd on drugs. I'm going to be the one who choked. He was mid-back pumping. <laughs> and just went out. Shit, yeah. So, <laughs> I, th I, think, I think that's what it is with him. But, I listen, say, I can't really say what it is because i don't know the guy yeah but exactly apparently he has uh turned himself in uh to a uh rehab he's Pre in a, he's he, in a rehab for while they have a while and out rehab no because apparently the reason why he be walling is because he is a heavy drinker oh. there's videos of him like yeah. downing bottles of tequila like Yo, people at least how half wet brain is dude that shit is scary so like wet he, he could chuck half a bottle of tequila you might need uh, yeah, Jesus. Some type, yeah, <laughs> Jesus and uh, uh, a coach, a little talk to, because listen, I can't, I can't take a, a, a double shot of tequila. Well, I'm also not a, a tequila drinker. Give me a double shot of Henny, we good money. But I also can't down a half a bottle of Henny. Or is so. you call it a sip? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. give me a sip. 
so you know with that no but you pointed out something really important just to close on that though like because i think if you do find yourself with a way out take it ain't no shame in it trust me i'm so grateful for blue collar everyday work that like i could not stress it as a kid i i didn't think i had much of a long lifespan ahead of me and just falling in love with something that i did i got lucky and i kind of just the universe opened the door and i took it and anyone who's with me rode with me like this is and it's cool man so, like, being in that situation with that much money and, like I said, I don't know him from a fucking hole in the wall. But best believe I'd be like, all right, you know what I'm saying? The universe just threw me one. Let me make this layup. Like, this is straight. Facts. Look, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, talking about money and uh, what you can get for it or what you can't get for it. What is this, uh, the sad, <laughs> the sad OnlyFans The sad OnlyFans, girl. Uh, it's something cakes, man. I don't know. But, like, all right, so see some chick that uh, when I started my Twitter, like, she followed me back. I don't know. I commented on something. Mind you, it had nothing to do with, like, OnlyFans. She just, like, followed me back. So I was like, ah, oh, cool. I'll follow her. So she was like, oh, look for part of my blah. I had offered her, like, content creator. I was like, yo, listen, we, we do a studio. Like, my wife's a photographer. My partner, like, he does uh, videography and editing. And I was like, and if you want to do a podcast, like, we could do it like that to help bump your personality, X, Y, Z. She wasn't with it. She was just looking to get paid. Hey, respect, shorty, do your hustle. So periodically, like, she'll pop up on the timeline. Like, it's not like just a file, but she follows me, so I stay nice and follow back. Uh, I've been watching the downfall of this, and it's so funny because since OnlyFans have been created, one of the main conversations that I've always had with people in regards to it is like, damn, bro, what happens to the chick that, like, doesn't make any bread? The chick that gets, like, two follows. Like, how sad is that? And I'm actually watching it happen now in live time. Where she's like, I don't think I'm doing this anymore. I'm not getting engagement. Like, why doesn't people love me? But I'm pretty sure when she says that, it means, like, her engagement probably went from, let's just throw out a number, uh, 10,000 down to uh, 6,000, let's just say. And, you know, if you're, if, you're making, if you're used to making a certain amount of money, it's like, you know, when the block dries up, you're a hustler, you know, you got a whole bunch of fiends and they start all in. And, you know, when you start making less money, and maybe you start thinking you have uh, different career choices, you start thinking. Or you think about expanding. And that's the the offer that I gave. I said, hey, man, if you want to get some fan engagement, like, you can come on podcasts and those. We can just talk about, like, the whole – because OnlyFans is very interesting. You pointed out to me that it wasn't – it didn't start off about porn. Yeah, no, it started off for you to actually interact with the people that you're fans of. Yeah, and then it became, like, just a filth monger site. But now they're doing another revamp where it's becoming, like, very big for comedy. They're doing, like, exclusive video shows, like, uh, roast and stand-up and entire, like, uh, you know when they do, like, open mic, things like that, like, highlight comics? Yeah, they're trying to clean it up. Uh, it's <coughs> never going to work, though. It, You know what? To be honest with you, they got some big fucking names and other people are trying to because the price is, isn't crazy. You're, but, like, this, for what you pay to get that video uh, via OnlyFans, it's the same price on, like, a Prime video or some shit. Like, so it basically is... It, you're not it, you're not doing anything at that point. It's not like something so they, so they could build a whole revenue catalog off of it. Yeah, but it's n they're never gonna clean OnlyFans up. Oh hell no! And that's kind of what I want to talk about. Like, do they ever tell you like, hey, won't you put them tits away and tell a joke? Like, do you get emails like that? Like, no, what they is, what is they the did say now? in I think it was the beginning of last year that they were going to start banning. <laughs> yeah, and it lasted like three days. Everybody was like, yeah, all right, we'll go to a whole nother website. You just will stop making money because OnlyFans makes 20% off of all these people. Every every content creator, no matter what you – if it's a $1 purchase, 
they get 20% off that $1 purchase. Yeah. So, listen, there's people making $20 million, $30 million, $100 million a year off this OnlyFans shit. 20% off $100 million? It's 20 You think they're going to just say buy the $20 million? Do you think they're better than that? No, not at all. No. Do you know who not the creator of OnlyFans is? It's some douchebag. He's like 28 years old, rich, filthy rich dude, bro. You could tell he like he was in the background of a girls gone wild video or something like that, bro. Like he is no way in hell getting rid of sexual content on OnlyFans. You know what upsets me about that is that that see what I mean? Like that guy, probably the same age as us. No, what you say twenty eight? He's, he's like he's like twenty eight years old, bro. Was just dicking around with computers and porn and was just like, I can make this work. And like you said, the fact that he didn't even start, he was like, oh, I can introduce celebrities, and then just so happened to be like, by the way. Show some titties, bring in some cash, like stop fucking with those. Because you know what, I want to know also too, and I would have to talk to someone in the business about it because uh, you know how they have like the main porn sites that offer you somewhat of the same kind of deal with them. Like, I wonder if those major names take a bigger portion, and that was like the incentive to go to OnlyFans. What do you mean by that? All right, so say on like a random porn site, they have like, oh, you could live chat with this chick right now. You know what I'm saying? So, boom, you click on it. Of course, it's, it's pay for content, X, Y, Z. I'm wondering if, like, the Brazzers, because that's, like, the only name I can think of, like, off the top of my head. Like, the Brazzers Network takes a bigger proportion of the splits than OnlyFans. I'm pretty sure they do because porn stars were never talking about the millions they were making in a year prior to OnlyFans. Listen, like, uh, Sophie D., was never talking about any millions. She actually, I saw her on a podcast talking about she made no money and she was actually in debt all the years she was making porn and now she's making $20 million a year off OnlyFans. Yeah. So. Power of the people. She was getting railed for t- 10, 15 <laughs> years and not making, making basically a, a regular person's job, you know, the average mm-hmm. American's job. And now she's making quadruple that. And she's and it's all for herself, so you know what I mean. OnlyFans takes twenty percent of the twenty million. That's, I'm pretty sure she's right. fine yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah. Compared to what she was making. Two hundred thousand, you could take that. Yeah. Take that. Take that. Yeah, that's easy. Because <laughs> I'm gonna be good. Yeah. 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 It's, that's not even like. I don't know what we're talking about right now. Yeah, she wasn't seeing even two hundred thousand before. So. Well, that's what you know. Shout, shout out to the guys who made Patreon because that's actually the same theory with Patreon. Yeah, basically, yeah, and the they thing. actually took the OnlyFans original idea from Patreon. From no, oh, Patreon took the OnlyFans oh, making it just for, yeah. you know, for fans because now you know Patreon subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash conspiracies podcast. Greatest website ever. It's your you subscribe to the people that you're fans of, the people you want to get more content from, and that's what OnlyFans originally started from, and just you know went to Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> Bunch of Jezebels. <laughs> well, yeah, no, like I said, man. So watching that whole decay, it kind of just makes me wonder. It makes me wonder. I don't know. Why don't you see? You should come on the show, man. I got like no hard feelings. No one wants to fuck you. Like, and I'm not saying that in a rude way, but like that's not our intention at well, all. Yeah, like, no, you could come. We're both happily a... married and chilling. Like, it's cool. We actually just want to have a conversation. You, you can have a, a platonic, uh, you know, yeah. uh, meeting conversation here. Yeah, you bro. know what I mean? Like, you, know, you could keep your tits in your shirt. It's cool. Once again, not sweating it. Just like I said, it, it'd be cool to talk to somebody in that field. I guess field is a good way to put it. Someone in that, yeah, just because, once again, I'm just curious about the business model. And then I, there's always funny stories with shit like that. Like anything, there's always a funny story. Like, yeah, one time this guy, like, sent me a picture of him doo-dooing. Something, something, something like weird, you know what I'm saying? Like, And it's always fun to see that come out. 
Uh, you had something weird that you had sent to me earlier that, speaking on money, that, like, kind of just hit thing. What's this informant salary makes more than the average American? Yes. Um, so the average American makes less than 50000 a year. Yeah, I was going to say anywhere between thirty and forty-five. Yeah. yeah, so, it's, you know, all around the United States, the average is less than 50000 a year. So if you make more than 50000 a year, congratulations, you are making more than the average American. Shout to you. But someone else, another profession, is making more than the average American, and it is being a snitch. <laughs> so Full-time snitch. <laughs> full-time snitch. And listen, you probably don't even have to be a full-time snitch because you could probably have one of these average American paying jobs and be a snitch on the side, and you'll be making really more than the average American after that. Because according, they released a uh, list online, and it's uh, by state, the, uh, the yearly salary of an informant. And I'm just going to read uh, the top 10 here that I have on my list. Just real quick, in Tennessee, the average annual salary is $88,100. It's actually really good. In New Jersey, number two. $87,829. this is to be a snitch or is that, is that the average of the state? The average to be a snitch. Where? You make $42.23 $42. an hour if you're a snitch in New Jersey. Hmm. Uh, surprisingly, the number three state is Hawaii. Why, yeah. is, why is Hawaii the number? <laughs> you know, you make $87,150. Uh, then Massachusetts. At eighty six and a half, Nevada eighty six three three hundred, Connecticut at eighty four three hundred, Minnesota eighty four two hundred, Washington at eighty three five hundred, and New York at eighty three three hundred. Is that Washington State or Washington D.C.? Washington State. Uh, A lot of these actually surprised me. Um, like Hawaii surprised me. Well, not a lot. I'm looking at the list now. Washington State and Hawaii are the only two that surprised me. Washington top 10. State, I'll disagree because isn't that where it was? Portland is Oregon, Oregon's in Washington. No, all right, never mind. No. Different states. Yeah. But that, it's around that area. So that's like, Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Oh, Seattle's full of fucking problems. No, got, Seattle's like, in, so from what shit. I hear, Seattle, I've never been to Seattle, but from the people that I know that have been to Seattle, they say it's a like, lovely fucking city. That's where Twilight took place. I don't believe that shit. Twilight and fucking mad police fucking burnings or whatever. That place, those places aren't good. And uh, Washington, and what was the other one? Hawaii? Hawaii. Dog the Bounty Hunter retired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. So here's my question with that, right? Is what happens when, like, all right, that's a yearly salary. Are you working on taking down the mob? Like, what are you doing as a snitch for a year? I wouldn't well, know. That's, I, exactly. That's I don't know like, any, any. Maybe I do know some career snitches. I don't know about it. Yo, that'd be mad funny. There, somebody writes in, they're like, "Yeah, dude, I've been doing this for years." You know what I mean? Sorry about your uncle. But <laughs> I don't. I don't know how that goes. I don't know if you have to clock in in the morning, go to the precinct, and clock in, or yeah, is that something that like you literally are on the clock snitching every day, working to snitch, or is it something like? When you find something out, you go and tell and them. Report. Are you just on? But you're just wondering. on a payroll, regardless. Are you a union worker at that point? Do you just have days where fucking union kind of go by? No, like I just want in the, in the sense of like you have days that you just kind of go by and like you get paid. Yeah, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure <laughs> like, even if you are Target ate a sandwich, today. even a, a active like cartel member, 
I don't think there's something that you can literally inform every single day. I'm not, you know. That's what I'm saying. Imagine having to be like, what's your report today? And you're like, switched over from whole wheat to white toast. I think he's letting his figure go. You know, you, like, know, you might be sad. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I don't know what that <laughs> directly entails, but just know that to be a snitch, you make way more than the average American. And that is super fucking wild to me, bro. Yo, that the police are so giving, gross. are incentivizing people to snitch. Not only were they always trying to get you to snitch anyway, but now they're actually paying you a good salary. You can afford a, a decent living off that salary. <laughs> Yo, big facts. You can afford a nice fucking, you can get a little bit of real estate with that kind of thing. It's some good cheddar right there. You know what I mean? But and you're a piece of shit. Like, you got to live knowing you're a piece of shit. That is fucked that up. That sucks. That is fucked up. And being with the the uh, resurgence of normal, of, of, of normalizing the, the, like, snitching nowadays, because I've seen in the last month, whole bunch of rappers in investigation rooms and regular hood people in investigation rooms K via KFC. I, I don't even know how McDonald's. these people are getting these videos and putting them online. I've seen a motherfucker with Sonic. But there's a lot of people talking in these fucking uh, interrogating rooms. You know the milkshake that come with the cookies in it? I seen it. It's it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Fed. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the the people a lot of people are snitching and it, it makes more sense now when you see the amount of people snitching like hey maybe they just all really are getting paid for this because a lot of people are are talking a lot of people are going to jail <laughs> and a lot of people's pockets are getting fat so let me get this straight you will shorten the dollar of the average worker the MTA as a route is demanding money and we have nothing the homeless crisis is absurd and there are kids not getting free school lunch anymore. But you are paying snitches, eighty six thousand a year, and they get a meal, <laughs> like they get a jumbo meal. Like guys are getting fucking takeout. Oh, but that, that, the right? meal shit was always always. No, but thing. now they're getting like whoa hop delivered. That's that's outrageous. Regardless going of what downtown the to do that, like Th they fucking really the fact that that they snitching is just the mo that's the most absurd part. Like, bro, you do the crime, you do the time. That's how that's you know that's how you're supposed to be. You know you're you're tough. You, you know, you out there claiming whatever gang you claiming, you out there selling drugs, you out there robbing people. When it's time to get caught, bro, stand up tall. You know, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, and once again, not that I, yeah, no, listen, man. There is just a common time. You follow no more than when you do certain things. Listen, like, I, I think I've. You go I, down with the ship. That just is what it is. I've always said the only people that should be put in jail are rapists. So if you're Agreed. not snitching on a rapist, you shouldn't be talking. Which is, all right, now that's another thing, right? So because now that was the question. And I don't even consider that snitching if you snitch on a rapist. You're doing yeah. the, the neighborhood of service with that one. Rapist and child, like a uh, child toucher. Like, no, you got to like go. That, that's all rape. Yeah, you got to go. No, but I'm talking about like, I want to know if there's crackdown. Because here's my thing, right? If they were like, yo, dude, this guy lives across the street from you. He's like a known womanizer and he abuses kids. Like, we'll give you 86 racks to keep an eye on him for the year. And like, if something super sus comes up, like, that's a very moral quandary for me because nah. I was like, it's not, I'm not making snitch. it the year because as soon as you tell me. Yeah, it's on, right? That, that, that's yeah, the way I'm thinking. I, well, I'm not going to do it, but, you know, allegedly somebody, somebody might knock yeah. on his door. But that's what I'm saying. All right, cool. So I was like, because even in my mind, like, even if then, because I'm like, yo, this person needs to go. But, like, the idea of, of like, telling a cop that's so absurd and off-putting to me that I just be like, oh, yeah, nah, man, you know. And then, like, two weeks later, they'll come on and they'll be like, yeah, it's been real quiet from like, yeah, dude. 
I haven't seen him. You know, no one like money's foot's hanging out the back of the garbage bag right now. Like, nah, bro, I haven't seen him. Like, so even though, yeah, man, it's a disgusting thing. And also, if you gonna snitch on somebody and like, really, yo, make it count, bro. Stop like a terrorist. You know what I'm saying? Like, do some shit to help the better of humanity. Like, uh, you seen the dude that was wilding out on the plane? Yeah, I seen that. If but, somebody would have sent up a red flag on money ahead of time, but he wasn't a terrorist though. He was just bugged out. He was white. <laughs> was he white? He was white and he was Catholic or Christian. And guess what? I, that made me happy. <laughs> that's you know, <laughs> it was nice to see that. Well, I mean, you know, the what they, what they call them domestic terrorism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them people is white. But, but wait, before I continue, I gotta preface this because. A lot of these episodes, you know, I, I talk my shit about my, white people. Hawaii. But I love white people. Without white peoples, we wouldn't know anything about any animal. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't see many black or Spanish people going to swim with great whites. Yo, you remember Brother Nature? No. Uh, he got beat up on the internet and everyone hated him. Yeah. So <laughs> Shout out to Anthony Moore for I, I love my that. white people. <laughs> I just like to, you know, take my jokes and joke on the white people. But, no, but there's know. a certain breed of white that, like, you shouldn't kid about. And this is that breed of white. I say it all the time. Uh, yeah, like I said, I didn't even know he was white. I thought, because <clears throat> when I saw, all I saw was the grainy video and, the, you know, his hair and oh, beard. No, I, I the way he was dressed, he looked, yeah. and I don't want to stereotype, but he looked Middle, Middle Eastern of some yeah. type. But he didn't sound Middle Eastern. Nah. So, but I just saw, the, you know, him wilding out. The funniest part of that whole uh, um, rant of his was him saying, get the people with the guns, shoot me. And I'm going to get up and kill everybody on this plane. Then two people got up and put him in a chokehold, and he was done. How nah, are you going to sla- beat the bullets? Slashed, nah, he slashed the first person. Yeah, but you you, I, you expect to get slashed when you're going to go tackle somebody with a knife. No, no, he's like, that's the part that, like, I won't say it's fucked up because of the situation. Of course, the whole thing is fucked up. But, like, he, so, all right, for anyone who hasn't seen the video, I'll quick breakdown for it. Guy's ranting. And he's ranting on what sounds like a holy crusade, but a Christian holy crusade, which, as I pointed out, was it not. It was not a Christian holy crusade, bro. He was talking about, he was just wanting somebody to fight him. No, bro, he was talking about, I'm going to send everyone here, Christ this, and the heavens that. He was, he was talking, watch the video again. I watched the whole thing. There's an extended it, video. It wasn't about Christian, though. He was just telling, yeah, that's what you're going to, I'm going to kill you. Yo, it's nice. He didn't say anything about Allah Akbar's. That's great. But it doesn't mean that. Oh, it's because he was Christian that he said that. No, no, I just two <laughs> things can be true at once. He could be psycho and Christian. It's nice. It's a holy value. It gives more points to the whole. This is what America should be afraid of. It's not anyone with any type of melanin. It's this white guy <laughs> because he said blah blah blah. Austin three sixteen blah 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 blah. Stood up and was like, "I demand you shoot me, or I'm going to start killing everyone on this plane." No one immediately shot him, which, for future reference, if someone is standing up in that kind of aggressive tone and says, someone shoot me, the Sky Marshal should put six in the ten room. But you shouldn't shoot on a plane. It's a fucking pressurized, yeah, I get, compressurized well, canister. Is, and if you shoot that, the whole thing and miss, his, it's his, over. Yeah, well, his game plan was to open up the emergency. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. Tasers. My whole no, point is, definitely should have tasered. If it. someone stands up with that kind of energy on a plane, don't give them time to explain. Don't let them get into their bad guy diatribe. Put them down. <laughs> what are we doing? Is there a marshal on every plane, though? There fucking should be. Like, I'm sorry. If you wanted me to take off my shoes and you're going to give TSA the right to just fuck me over whenever they're in the bad mood, fine. But best believe there better be some fucking Walker Texas Ranger looking motherfucker waiting in the back of, uh, of row F. He better be there. 
I get <coughs> But listen, he was just wilding. He was wilding. He, he didn't take his meds that day, or his girl probably broke up with him that morning. Broke his skateboard. And, you know, he was on some bullshit. I don't, Dad hates me. He's going to be put on a no-fly list. You know, he might do a year or two in jail. He's not, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think he was a terrorist of any, so he was just off his fucking rocket. Okay, wait a minute. Why do you not think that he's a terrorist? Because he's not a terrorist. Listen, the word, the word terrorist means you have, you bring terror to you a group fear. of, you strike fear in a group of people. Yeah. He was not striking fear in a group of people, like, in a national group. Yes, you may have been scared on that plane, but bro, <laughs> you're not. We down here weren't scared of him. For so the he's not a terrorist. For the people on board, you were terrorized. <laughs> you? The rest of us can't view him as a terrorist. No, he's not a fucking <laughs> terrorist. He didn't, you know, he's not a, he's not, a fucking doesn't have a, a, a cult behind him okay. or so anything like fact, that. Is it the fact that he didn't scream some sort of like Muslim caliphate that you felt like he wasn't a terrorist? Because that's kind of how it's coming off. Because he's done the exact same thing everyone else has done. He even had a box cutter. Everyone else like has done it for a specific group. They do it for that group. He's doing it part... for the guys who don't get pussed. Bro, come on. See, what, 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 we're being serious here. See, he's, he's, everyone else, every other quote-unquote terrorist does it for whatever uh, group they're in, whether it's Al-Qaeda, whether it's fucking ISIS, whatever, for their quote-unquote greater cause. You know what I mean? Um, but... Him, he was just having a fucking bad day and wanted somebody to shoot him. He's like, oh, nobody's going to shoot me? I'm going to kill myself. I'm, we're going to all die because nobody wants to shoot me. Just shoot him. He's having Yo. a bad day. He's, he wanted the one of the, what they call a suicide by cop or assisted suicide. That's Bro, what he wanted. I'm going to be honest with you. I think he's a terrorist, and I think you're giving him white privilege. It's not, he's not a I fucking think he, terrorist. You're giving him white privilege. Just bro. like they call the fucking people that shoot up the supermarket a terrorist. That's not a terrorist. He's just a fucking fucking he's a domestic terrorist. It's not. Local. It's, I don't consider that domestic terrorism. Terrorism to me means you have to be aligned with a certain group that that group wants to get rid of, Another let's group? say, Americans or whatever you know they're against. Of your Germ, you know, the Germans wanted to get rid of the Jews. Those they were at that point. Whoever you know was alongside with those, those were terrorists. Fucking Al Qaeda to us. Terrorist, random dude that has no backing by any group and just wanted to get shot on a plane because he was having a bad day, asshole. Okay, I'll give you that, but I'll give you that because I like your logic prior to, like what you explained in the middle of that gave me more clarification on actually what you were saying, and I support it. That guy may have been a standalone thing. Doesn't mean he's not a terrorist because once again, in the act, you are. By the definition, he may have been. Okay. The guy shooting up the supermarket was backed by a white supremacy group. But I'll give you that in exchange for homeboy who shot up the train. The big motor that shot up the train not so long ago. Yeah. That guy completely acted alone. And he was chilling. He turned himself in, basically. Yeah. I'm here having a Big Mac. Come get me. Yeah. And he's like, I'm having a bad day. And this is just like what happened. And, and like, I, I don't want to say I get it. But you know, that, that I will give you that. That is a great argument. Uh, what's the next thing? You, you have beef with your Apple Fitness. Oh yeah, What's listen, your beef, bro. They know everything. Apple don't do nothing wrong. Whoever, so whoever has an Apple Watch, I want you guys to really pay attention to when your your rings close. Um, <laughs> I want you to study your fitness. Yeah, because I found it funny how I wake up every day around five five thirty, right? I don't put my watch on until I'm about to leave my house. So that's between six and six fifteen. Mm-hmm. 
right? The the other day, I put on my watch six six fifteen, got to my car and drove to work, right? So I walked. My car was literally parked right outside my door, you know, of my building. So I may have walked fifty steps mm-hmm. from my door to the car door. By the time I got to work at 7.15, it had told me I was standing for 30 minutes. Now, I don't know how my watch was reading that I was standing for 30 minutes, but I know for a fact that I was sitting in that car for at least 55 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I stood up. Are you saying it's short a couple rings? Is that what you're getting at? No, I feel like it's just gassing you. When it, <laughs> when it tells you you, you uh, burned a certain amount of calories, I should. I don't think you should believe it when it tells you, you know, that you've been that you walked a certain amount of steps. Now I don't believe it because I was going looking at my steps, you know, walking around the you know the hospital. Our hospital campus is a huge ass campus. It is a super block, if you would say. So you know, during the week, I like to see like the average of how many steps you know, quote unquote steps I take, and you know, it always averages between let's say like twelve thousand and twenty thousand, somewhere between there. And, but now I'm looking at it like, am I really taking those steps? Because it just told me I was standing for 30 minutes when I was sitting down. So I don't understand how this really works. If Apple's uh, trying to lie to us to make you feel good, uh, <laughs> yep, they, maybe what's their uh, agenda what's behind their the end game? <laughs> yeah, what they're trying to keep us fat, keep you skinny, make you uh, feel good. I don't know. I don't disagree with that theory though. Or maybe we don't realize it that the vibration of sitting in a car and the engine running because our body's vibrating, we are actually burning calories. But it wouldn't stay standing. I mean, like when they tell you no standing in a, with a car, it like should, you're not technically standing. It should definitely, no it should definitely tell you that how, how the watch tells you to stand up. Mm-hmm. It should have told me that. But to tell me that I was standing for 30 minutes. Yeah, it may be fucked up. You know what's funny, is though, is the plan that Apple would really try to, like, keep us fat. <laughs> where it's like it, it obviously understands it like it, yeah it works like it's saying that you're sitting there slamming a quarter pounder you look down at your watch and it's like you're doing great you know what I'm saying? you burned your calories today you just walked twice to the soda machine 15 calories buddy you earned that double shake you know what I'm they saying? want you to stay home and watch apple tv that's what it is they really want us to turn out like the people from wally uh, what, what is wally you never seen wally the disney movie about the robot I, i've probably seen that wally. probably didn't pay attention to it a lot of the Disney movies after our childhood, I really don't like. They really don't hold like the classic value. No, I get it, man. They're not, re-watch, not a strong enough Nazi message. Re rewatch value or any of that, you know. I think the last really good Disney movie was uh, was probably like one of the Minions, but uh, oh, they're good. Minions are good. Other than that, I don't. I don't remember mm-hmm. like going and really enjoying, or even like taking Nana and him really enjoying any of the. Disney movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, I can't think of, like, my nieces or my nephews. You know, it's funny. My parents, like, still watch all the new ones. They come and they're like, oh, you check that one out? And I'm like, no, man. I watched them. I'm too depressed to watch like them. I, like I said, I watched almost everything on TV because, you know. But now, Wally was a good one. I thought it was one of the best silent films of our generation because there's, like, really no words in the first, like, 45 minutes. Well, you would like that. It's interesting. It was a very interesting. But the idea is that, like, in the future, Earth becomes uninhabitable. They leave this little garbage drone behind. He ends up growing a plant. He meets a girl. Her name's Eva. And they end up having, like, robo stuff. But then, like, when you see the people, they're all, like, mad fat in, like, uh, floating wheelchairs. And, like, they just, like, watch TV and order food. And it seems like a nice way to live, but it doesn't seem like the healthiest. 
And I feel like uh, slowly but surely Apple's going to get up there. They're going to be like, why walk when you have the Apple chair? It matches up to your phone. It becomes like one big screen. They could sell me on some shit is what I'm getting at. Is that like, you know what? Apple has done. I have an Apple earpod in my ear right now. I'm not even using it. It's just comfy. Yo, bro. I have gotten to the shower multiple times <laughs> with my AirPod on, and it, I'm I'm like, what the, I go, you know, get under the water. I'm like, holy shit! So I throw that shit over the fucking curtain. <laughs> Hopefully, it didn't get too wet. Pause. Yo, I fall asleep <laughs> with that shit. Like, if I'm like listening to something before bed or sitting in a chair at work, I like doze off with it. And then what bugs me out is if an alarm goes off or it starts ringing and like a ringtone plays in my ear and it just fucking immediately jolts me up. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, but technology is great. I don't care. <laughs> technology is great. Technology, you know, helps us with everyday life. Technology is letting us record in the recording part of the house while the studio part where Nene normally takes yeah. care of, I might be actually recording news in it in here. Because Nene wants to take the day off to go to school and shit. What the fuck is that? Well, we should be at work, but, you know. Yo, be cool. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's a close? Oh. So. Speaking of like great studies, a new recent study coming out of, and I read this in a credible place, uh, whatever, can't find the name right now, but it says, recent study shows men have better sex with emotionally unstable women. I subquoted that by saying there's still good science out there. Your thoughts? Um, when they mean, what was it said, emotionally unstable women? Yeah. Well, that's 100% correct. Yeah, by all means. Like, uh, any uh, sex I've had with uh, any woman that was... A normie? Yeah, mentally stable. Wasn't the greatest. No. You know? You got to get the aggression out of the the wild ones. That's what I'm saying. I need you, like... I need you hitting me in a certain type of way that you're getting stressed out that I don't even know about. No, don't hit me. No, you know what I mean. (laughs) Well, yeah. Anyone who knows me knows what I mean. My wife gets this on brand. (laughs) Yeah, man, no, I I just thought that was super funny to say, though, because I feel like, um, I th- obviously, there could be a, definitely a study that's, like, women have better sex with guys who are, like, half off their rocker. I'm pretty sure anyone who's not right upstairs fucks like a champ. But, but they say, like, uh, women say that broke men fuck better. Yeah, of course. Because I guess that's because they're emotionally, not emotionally, mentally unstable at the moment. They're, they got to they worry about, you know, money, so, you know. Yeah, no, dogs, I am... Not to do my own horn here, but as the sex symbol of this podcast, like, I feel like it's good for me to just be out there and tell you, like, yeah, when I do the damn thing, I'm efficient as fuck because every other aspect of my life sucks, all right? Uh, when, when the Zoloft don't just quite hit the right way, sometimes you got to take it out in other ways. It's that or I start, like, screaming on planes. There's only so many ways you can go. But the fact that they really did put, like, a research grant behind this study Made me happy. Which I think <laughs> that was just somebody being bored and wanted just to prove already facts. Because if you think about it, all right, the people that we look to, mm-hmm. I guess, quote unquote, for how when you're younger, how to have sex would be porn stars, right? That's yeah. how that's how most people learn how to have sex. First, you see it, and then you and then you repeat. You know, you learn, and then you figure out your moves and you know your groove. I think that's a great point for proving hands-on learning theory. Go ahead. You know? And um, hmm. if you look, if you really think about it, porn stars, whether men or women, aren't the most emotionally stable people. You, most of them have low self-esteem, 
uh, most of them, you know, go to been through some shit. Yeah, they've been through some shit. Unfortunately, a lot of the women have been, you know, sexually assaulted. So, you know, they feel a certain type of way and they end up doing porn. Um, so we look the people that we look to for how to have sex are not the most stable of people. And the way it looks, it looks like great sex on, you know, camera. Well, so I you guess know, traditionally speaking, it would probably be something wild. Yeah, yeah that, that would be true. quote unquote, you know, the wild sex. My so porn sections are a little strange. And then you go and recreate that type of stuff, and you know, everybody. And the I don't I feel that the more emotionally stable people or women don't really watch as much porn. <laughs> the correlation. There's several things I want to draw lines to. The correlation now between mentally stable people i'm not even just gonna say specifically women and the amount of porn consumption and whether one is a is a sickness of the other because i wonder if watching so much porn makes you mentally unstable or your lack of mental stability teaches you to seek out porn as just a as like a dopamine thing it's probably a chicken and chicken the egg, egg situation the situation the because other thing you get addicted to watching porn uh-huh. men see porn uh so much and when they have non-porn sex they don't they can't stay hard the whole time they start developing ed and all that type of stuff because they're not porn is bad for you they're not having the girls spit wads of spit on their you know dick and shit like that and when you don't have the chain crane system it kind of just makes you know if you're not sitting there and someone's not choking somebody with a belt what do you is it even love at that point no you're not wrong but I just the, the other study that I want to know is like the amount. What is the correlation between past trauma and frothy vag? Like the more wait, wait, trauma. Wait, wait, what the fuck is frothy vag? Because you know, froth like, is foam, and if you have a foamy vagina, that is not healthy, and you should stay away from that. That's hilarious. No, I just more meant like <laughs> the encompassing of wetness, the essence of water, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Wet. But I thought that frothy was a good visual. No, frothy <laughs> is a bad visual. No, you took it as frothy as in like it's time for a pap check. I meant frothy as in like you nah, know a perfect I, coffee is made. Yeah, that froth <laughs> on top. No, nah, I don't want to see that out the nah, vagina. You never know. That might be delicious. You have no idea. That's straight yeast. <laughs> I'm just saying you got to bake a cake one way or another anyway. My point is I want to know what the uh, equivalence would be. If, if like the more amount of trauma could build. Because, you know, it makes me think of like the male equivalent would be like uh Whenever a chick gets a guy who just came home from jail and he's taking out like a two to five on you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure that that is something animalistic and primal, a guy who just comes home from war. Oh, that's probably the fastest. That's probably like losing the virginity all over again. No, nah, but I'm talking about, uh, maybe, imagine. imagine nah, I wouldn't know. I never, no I never did two to five, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I have no way to speak, but I'm also. ask my jail friends. No, nah, the I'm, first I'm time you busted a nut. Was it like you Quick. lost your virginity? It was like you got in and out, and it was over. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> you only do two days. First one in, first one out. You know what I'm saying? No, I. You know the guys who just come home from war, shit like that. Like I've been out there killing people for sixty five fucking days. Came home and now I'm just like ravaging you. And so I feel like that would be the emotionally male like equivalent. I guess. Like you know, he comes home with Thor dick. This one's avenging the gods. He's got mad fucking murder boner. He just goes for you. But I, I definitely think that that uh. That study is is should is a, is point proven. You know, go to, just go to the go to any random project building. This is a, <laughs> so. Why do you say it like let, that? Let, let me perfect. Let me finish. Right. Go to any random project building. Right. In any state. In any hood. Right. 
And in any random project building, you're going to have a variety of women. You're going to have your good girl. You're going to have your church girl. You're going to have your thotty. And, you you know, you're going to have all of the above. And rate their sex. Not, mm. you know. And then you'll see the difference. And, you know, you'll, you'll be able to tell the emotional or the mental stability within each one of them. And you'll know. And there's certain things you could pick up on without even having conversation. If you get to the apartment door. And there's people arguing, and the smell of like cigarettes and weed intertwined is mixed in there, and that's her family. Let me tell you, that box will be well deserved. If you go into the building and there's 17 dudes standing in the lobby, mm-hmm. and they know what house you go into, box is good. That box is good. It's a good box. Now, it's if you walk into like the building good. and you say you're gonna go see, uh, pick a name, Maria, Fill in the box. <laughs> uh, and uh. They nobody knows who Maria is. You might, Black box. You you might be in a or treasure. Oh yeah, hidden she might treasure. Have the that may be one of the good girls. Or the Rapunzel puss. Like they, she gets locked away. Because then there is that, and this is, and it's funny because you said Maria because I know that it is a big thing in Spanish culture. There's always the child that's locked away because their parents don't play that, and she becomes like the biggest freak of them all because she has to make up for lost time. She's like, I've never kissed a boy before, and you're like. Wow, and the next thing you know, first date anal. The church girl, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? First date anal is kind of a big sign that something might not be right. Or that she's super in a god. She's not giving up the box. First date giving up the anal gold. <laughs> is crazy because they got to prepare for anal. So that means she, was, she knew that was going down. Or she prayed on it. You don't know her relationship with God. Like I said, she's staying a virgin for a reason, to stay pure in the Lord's eyes. These people, they're outside doing God's work with these kind of studies. And also, now that you keep saying, like, this guy tried to prove something that was already, already provable, I'm going to bet this piece of shit got a doctorate off this. This is what his thesis paper was. This is where he got his doctorate and off And this of? is what I missed out on again. See, you could have got a doctorate on that. And then fucking, we, we that could have been our study. You know I don't know how we would have studied that, you know, with, you know having, take a poll. Having, having significant others and stuff. No, we just take a poll, but, man. Just, just ask people. Well, we only know people that have sex with emotionally and mentally unstable women. So Yeah, I know. <laughs> so We <laughs> are them. We chill with them, you know. We, we have a type. We and can't even ask anyone else, like, yeah. yo, so how is the emotionally stable pussy? Because they're going to be like, who that has is, that? that is, okay, if you're a friend, a kin, a fan, and you can without doubtably say that you have emotionally stable sex with your significant other, tell us about it. Like, what's that like on a Friday night? What's it like when there's no arguments leading into it? I feel like that's the most, it might be the most vanilla sex ever, bro. Is missionary your go-to? Do you use the pee hole in your boxers? Wait, hold on. See? I, I'm not good. We, we got to stop that. We going to stop that. Time out right now. Pause, flag on the play. Time out. We got to stop shitting on missionary, bro. I'm not shitting on it. It's just the most holy It is the position. most quote-unquote vanilla. No, no. Holy position. That's the one that the church allows. Anything else is considered. It, you're right. Yeah. But. That I feel like a lot of people shit. I feel like missionary is is as I got older, the better of positions. Yeah, your back's as, fucked up. Especially if you have somebody pretty. Sciatica. Because you know if, if you have now if you haven't if you fucking an ugly girl, granted turn around that's on you. But uh, that's when you go face down <laughs> to the pillow next. To face it. down, ass up, get the bag, flag, whatever <laughs> you want to do. But um, that's when you cuddle the, the neck real close so you guys are neck to neck and you whisper things. Yeah, no, I get him. But I feel like mi- I feel like missionary is one of the the better of positions. As I got older, I mean, when I was younger, it was you know I just want a doggy. 
but that's because you don't, you know. Like but I the said fact is, earlier you, want, you grow and you learn. Yeah, but sex. the fact is, you're willing to explore like that. There are other positions you want to get in life. Because I assume that the Manila starts and ends with just that. Oh yeah. Zero foreplay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no one's getting their asshole tickled. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what do we want? And that that I want to and, and I want to know if that comes with mental stability because that is a very weird thing to wonder if you if you would cash yeah. in on that. Because all right, question for you now. Would you trade peace of mind with a partner that you know will not fist fight you over amazing sex? Well, my partner doesn't fist fight me now. We still have amazing sex, so I'm, I'm good there. Um, so I wouldn't make any trades. But if I had to choose, uh, yeah, I'd rather pick amazing sex than a uh, fist fight with my partner. No, you would take no, but those are one and the same. Oh no, then me, I'm gonna have neither then because. Uh, would you Would you take a non-combatant, non-arguing partner? No, good pussy comes with arguing. Sex. Okay, arguing and and fist fighting is two different things. You could give me all the arguments in the world if the pussy is good. I don't want to have the arguments, so we could get rid. We could go buy, get have the good sex without the arguments. I'm perfectly fine with that. But if I have to have an argument or two to have some good pussy, eh, listen, I could deal with a couple arguments, bro. See, I'm also the person that believes in the more extreme of a situation, the more extreme of a result. It's the reason I thought that uh, Blueface and his chick would go forever. No, see, that, that, because she hit that's him violence. with a Hennessy bottle. Yeah, that's violence. That's, that's more than an argument. That's as far more... as I'm concerned, that shit is fire. That's for the contract. They still have more episodes to do for their show, bro. Bro, the box has to be fired. That's like Martin and Gina. When when Gina was suing Martin and they were still filming shows together, they just couldn't do be on the set at the same time type of shit. They just there for the bag. I'm telling you, bro. See, you made it sad because I was about to be like flashbacks when we were talking about 90s crushes. I should have gave more attention to this, though, but I definitely had a thing for Pam and Gina. I like angry women. And I know, obviously, that's yeah, where you, that when you told me, me when you told me Pam, I was like... But I know where that puts me on a scale of things, but it's like you know. I find Pam more attractive on. now as an older woman. Mm-hmm. No, you know, no offense to, uh, what's her name, Gina. Regina. Yeah, Gina. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I find her more attractive now as an older woman than I did as growing up. She oh, wow. she was just very uh, boisterous and uh, she wasn't attractive to me. Now she's you know a little bit more attractive, but uh. When you told me that, yeah, I was wild. But who I did forget too when we were talking about the damn uh, 90s, 90s crush, 90s crushes. Damn, now I forgot her name again. Now, shit. I guess I'll get back to you next time. But <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'll form you who I forgot for the second time. Yeah, you remember Tyena? Tyena. Yeah, I remember that show. That show was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, it's not so much that I had a crush. I think I was like at the age where I'm like, you look like every one of my cousins I basically live with right now, so I don't find nah, you I, want, I wanted to fuck Taina. Well, you didn't live with a bunch of girls that looked exactly like her, so it wasn't like, you know, I could see that. I was like, eh. Shit. <laughs> you weren't living with a bunch of Taina in the face, loudmouth statue. I remember Taina. Pretty Spanish oh, girl. That's who it was. I remember now, Amanda Lewis from MTV. Yeah, that's a good one. See the MTV bag. I didn't really. Yeah. I didn't really think. I didn't go outside of like the Nickelodeon uh, or Saturday morning show. Like I, I didn't go out of that. Yo, did you know Corey from Boy Meets World is running for some form of Congress? Yeah, I saw that. That's hilarious. Go him. I hope he's a good dude. Fuck it. Oh, and also, uh, you know, uh, from MTV, it was uh, Rachel and Veronica from the Real World, the Maybe. lesbian girls. Maybe they were bad. I remember one time I sold Bud to them. It was dumb too. That's funny. It was dumb too, and Heather Hunter. 
They were all three of them were together. I don't know why they were just walking through Midtown. <laughs> they were like drugs, please, and, drugs. And I was outside, and fucking um. Uh, I was out there, you know, doing my thing, and uh, fucking they. Brought, I was like, holy shit! I walked right up to them. I was trying to bag. I was a little nigga. They was not trying to fuck me, but they wanted some butt. <laughs> and so, you know, I'll they, just take your money then. Yeah, I'll take your money. But it was cool. I got to meet. Because uh, I really wanted to beat Veronica. It wasn't, I didn't really give a fuck about Rachel. But Veronica, I wanted to hit. There's definitely mad chicks. I would definitely, uh, in my younger day, off TV, would have took the over-the-pants handy in exchange for Bud. Let me get one of these, like, fucking all-that-star-ass chicks and shit. When I was a young lad. Yo, you know who I always thought was hot, too? And I just want to close on this. I always thought uh, Raven Simone was, like, sexy when we were younger. And nah. then she just became the bro. Raven looks like Raven today looks like Raven back then. She just Nah, Raven today looks like Raven the bro. <laughs> she looked like Raven the bro back then. Nah, to me. back then she was just a thick little joint. I'm saying I knew mad chicks that looked just like her. Yeah, they, and they would look like Raven the bro to me. <laughs> Yo, imagine today I see them. They definitely all converted over to the bro lifestyle. Yeah, she was never really bigger a, dick than me. Uh, one of the attractive ones to, to me. <laughs> um. <laughs> But question uh, you have here, until we could close out on this, it's like a little personal to I your heart. We we're going to close out on like six different things already. <laughs> oh, right, well, what are we closing on? What do we so, got? Sign that you got here, personal to your heart. Uh, your son taking your clothes? Yo, bro, it's not just me, because I watched your son hook one of your hoodies the other day. And it oh, no, he, he, he randomly walks into my house with my clothes on, and I don't even understand how he gets it. It, he does it all the time. Yeah, I, my son does it too. I look for, I'm, it was not too long ago, I was going crazy looking for a pair of jeans and a hoodie. And I'm going, I thought, I even accused wifey of throwing the jeans out <laughs> because she doesn't like them. You hate me and you hate my jeans. They're like, they're, they're these black jeans and they got like rips and, and uh, they kind of like faded in certain parts. Mm-hmm. So to her, they look dirty, right? So she hates the jeans. So I even called up one day when she was, I was like, yo, yo, don't lie. I'm not going to be mad. <laughs> did you do it, man? Did, did you just throw out my jeans? <laughs> and she's dying laughing. So I'm like, no. About like two days later, um, and then it comes and it's like, oh, oh yeah, I have, I have your black uh, paper, paper brand jeans. I'm like, bro, you got my jeans? I don't choose your mom. With them. And then right after that, he walks in with the hoodie. <laughs> The day he's bringing me back my jeans. That was the funniest part, yeah. He walks in with my hoodie. No, that was that. This was a separate day. Oh, it was one of the days. I thought this was the This is another, the, the day you're talking about is another time he just walks into the house with one of my hoodies on like, yo, bro, I buy you almost everything I buy myself, I buy him. Yeah, same. So why are you still taking mine? <laughs> bro, I go the other day, and it's funny when it happens, like, there's sometimes where I'll dead ass notice, where I'll be like, yo, I don't have any more gray sweats. And I had like four different, five different variations of gray sweats. And I'm just like, that's fucking weird. And then I'll see like one of them covered in like paint stains. I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, yo, I need a pants, man. My, hey, oh, man, this paint will come right. I don't even worry about it, man. I got you. I'll be like, yo, bro, just get him things. Then there's other times where I'll see a shirt on him and be like, that shit is dope. Like I said, I've seen a dope ass, uh, I don't know, it was like a Zoomy shirt. I've seen it and I was like, yo, man, that shit's dope as hell. And he was like, yeah, man, I like it. And he kept going. And then maybe, like, I think we were in the car. We were going to the store. And, bro, that shit just hit me. I was like, dude, is that my shirt? And he was like, yo, I honestly didn't think you noticed because you said you liked it. And he was like, and I just took it as, like, a compliment. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, and this shit happens all the time. Shorts, basketball shorts, them shits be gone. Whole hats, 
He walked in the other day, bro. I bought paint markers to fix up a hard hat that I got, and I bought the markers. I didn't even take it out the package, bro. He walks up and he's like, "Oh man, these are nice oil-based ones." I was like, "Yeah, man, I got two of them." Da da da. He was like, "Oh word," and like casually kept talking as he went to go put it in his pocket. I'm like, "Yo, yo, what are you doing?" He was just like, "I'm saying, I thought you got two of them." Like, I'm like, "Yo, it's two different colors." He was like, "Oh, I can't have this." <laughs> and it's my son, so I'm like, "Ooh, bro, like, ooh, what do you do in this scenario?" I, and, like, only thing I used to house from my pops was, like, socks and weed. Sure. And I got my ass beat over the weed. I couldn't, time. I couldn't I couldn't, fit no, nothing from my uncles because, you know, they were all bigger. And then I got a small foot, so he had the fucking size 9 to 12 socks mm-hmm. and mine are the size 8 to the 5 socks or whatever it is. And, but, uh, so I could I didn't have the, the grace of being able to take anybody's clothes. Yeah. Like, me and my cousin, we used to borrow each other's jerseys and stuff. Like, uh, I would buy, let's say, the Bulls black. He would buy the Bulls white. So we have it in both colors. So, you know, we could switch off. That's as much as we did, you know, as, as youngins. But now, this kid just takes everything from me. I'm The only thing I'm happy about is that he doesn't really fit my jeans. Yeah, same here. Because if he yeah. fit my jeans, he would be these going crazy. Than, yeah, he's taller than me. No, oh, he's he's problem. thinner than me. So he, my, yeah. yeah, so his waist is, is smaller than mine. So that's the only reason why he hasn't taken my jeans yet. The day that he start, he gained some weight, I'm going to have to put a lock on my closet. Bro, that's what I be feeling now. Like, I get new tees. To the point that, like, now I do separate. Every time I get myself new tees, if I have tees that are still new that I've never worn, I'll casually slip them into his laundry and see if he even, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I bought me myself time. Like, I got a bunch of new tees, and I see him looking at one of the designs. I go, that shit's hard. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, it's, it's not cool. It won't even fit you. Dude, growing up, my pops, like, you know, my pops a blue collar guy. He never wore anything like really. That's just not my his style. Is my style now? Like I really just plain jeans. Like I'm a don't matter nine to five ass dude. I used to steal my clothes from Tank. Tank was a fresh was fresh since we were kids. Tank started working at like twelve. True Irishman style. He just started. He was like he just showed up one day and was like, right, I'm going to the fucking coal mine. And Tank was fresh, so I used to rob his ass all the time. I think that he, and and I I really do believe this. I think by the time that I, I was like. 18, 19, and still housing him for clothes, he decided that the only way to beat me was to then dynamically change his lifestyle. So Tank went from being, like, we were two mid-fat guys to Tank went to being 10. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is a large medium shirt, bro. Like, it's not going to fit you. And I really think that's, and yo, shouts to him. I'm obviously too old to do anything about this situation (laughs) at this point. Like, I'm not going to change my lifestyle to beat my son. So then what? He becomes even like he decides to change his life. He's gonna do it faster than me. I'm gonna be out of more clothes. Oh, with that being said, I just got a notification on my watch that I've been standing for 30 minutes while this episode is an hour and 20 minutes long. With that being said, Conspiracy Streets Podcast. Till next time. (laughs) Conspiracy Streets Podcast.